May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his only Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Too many things don't last. Sometimes it's something we want to last that doesn't. A favorite pair of jeans doesn't last. The newest smartphone doesn't last. The fastest computer doesn't last. Even a well-made Ford F-150 pickup doesn't last. Sometimes it's an experience that doesn't last. Childhood doesn't last. A great vacation doesn't last. A compelling book doesn't last. An intriguing Netflix series doesn't last. A visit with your grandparents or with your grandchildren doesn't last. Is there anything, can there be anything that lasts, that doesn't fall apart, that doesn't break down, that endures, that remains? May the Holy Spirit give us expectant hearts and attentive ears to hear and rejoice in God's word today. His word recorded in the 40th chapter of Isaiah and the first chapter of 1 Peter, which declares, the word of the Lord remains forever. People God dearly loves. There's a Latin acronym here. It's on the cover of your Reformation worship folder. It's also on page nine of today's worship guide right below my sermon title. VDMA is often written in the four quadrants of a simple cross. And the one in the worship guide has that nice Luther seal on that cross. Verbum Domine Manet in Eternum. The word of the Lord remains forever. That's in scripture. That is scripture. First, it's the prophet Isaiah's declaration to exiled Israel in chapter 40, verses 7a and 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Then it's echoed word for word in apostle, the apostle Peter's first letter to the church, the church that is scattered and exiled. In verse 25, the grass withers. The flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So how is this part of the reformation of the church? You need to understand three important things. First, Martin Luther didn't say, I want to make a new church and it's going to be named after me. Second, Luther wasn't the only Christian who longed for reform of the church. And third, It wasn't only priests and professors who instigated this spiritual movement we call the Reformation. Many leaders and many levels of citizens across Germany throughout Europe who were on fire for the Reformation. So back to VDMA. Frederick the Wise was the Duke and Elector of Saxony from 1486 to 1525. He was a strong supporter of the Reformation and a protector of Luther. Frederick was the man who had Luther kidnapped and then hidden at the Wartburg Castle after his confession, his bold confession at Worms in 1521. By the next year, in 1522, a patch with VDMA Verbum Domini Manet in Aeternum was sewn on the right sleeve of the court's official clothing. It was like the American flag on a soldier or airman's uniform. It was like the team crest of a soccer player's jersey. 
after Frederick died, both his brother, John the Steadfast, and his nephew, John the Magnanimous, continued this practice. VDMA was used on flags and banners, uniforms and swords, even on the helmets of horses to protect them in battle. Look at a picture on the table next door in the, during our fellowship brunch for that picture. Now that's great history. It might even be on the test. But it's time to look back at God's word. Let's review today's three scripture readings. Revelation 14 has John's vision of another angel with the same proclamation. The angels in Revelation are the church's pastors. And this pastor delivers an eternal gospel to every nation and tribe and people and language. The gospel is eternal. It does not change. The good news of God the Father sending his Son to rescue and redeem cannot change. The gospel will not change. Why? Because the word of the Lord remains forever. Romans 3 declares the same truth in a different way. The law does not justify, for through the law comes knowledge of sin. But apart from the law, a new and greater message is given. The righteousness of God is bestowed. The gospel reveals that God is just and the justifier, redeeming sinners, redeeming you by his grace as a gift. And this gift is received through faith in Jesus Christ. This will never change, and nothing will ever change this. Why? Because the word of the Lord remains forever. John speaks in today's gospel. In John 8, he declares to Jews who believed in him, but who believed without depth like seeds growing in the rocky ground of Jesus' parable of the sower. If you abide in my word, and abide is the same Greek verb Peter uses in 1 Peter 1.25. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. True believers are no longer enslaved by sin. These believers, these sons and daughters, live in the Father's house forever. How can this be so? How can we be sure this is so? Because the word of the Lord remains forever. Today we began this divine service by singing this truth in Martin Luther's great hymn, Ein feste Burg ist unser Gott. We sang of our mighty fortress, Psalm 46, which the choir just helped to sing as well. This was the third stanza of the hymn. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will, but he can harm us none. He's judged, the deed is done. One little word can fell him. Satan's words are lies. From his first recorded taunt to Adam and Eve, did God really say? And the accuser continues to tempt the church to not believe that the word of the Lord remains and remains true forever. This was an issue in the 1500s. 
And this is still an issue in 2023. It is not the word of cardinals and councils which remains forever. It is not the word of popes with their papal bulls which remains forever. It is not the words of indulgences, paper on which falsely, falsely promised release from invented purgatory for dead loved ones. It is not the words of prayer addressed to Mary or Luther's own panic plea, Saint Anne, save me and I will become a monk. But one little word can fell the devil. It is finally, it is ultimately the word made flesh. The visible Christ who comes to seek and to save the lost and who continues to dwell among us in his written and revealed word. For the word of the Lord remains forever. And our Lord's word is powerful. We hear and we rejoice and cling to Jesus' word in the upper room. I am going to prepare a place for you. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And his word from the cross, it is finished. His word from and about the open and empty tomb. I am the resurrection and the life. His word from the mountaintop in Galilee, go make disciples. I will be with you always. One little word fell Satan. And yes, it is the word made flesh. But there are a number of other words that can be that one little word. I'll give you these. Grace, chosen, forgiven, truth, baptized, as William, as Philip Fitzwilliam was washed and cleansed by water and by word today. On Reformation Sunday and every Sunday, the word they still shall let remain nor any thanks have for it. He's by our side. Jesus is by our side upon the plain in the powerful word which absolves us from our sins, in the word joined to water to clothe us with righteousness, in the word spoken over bread and wine to deliver the forgiveness won by Jesus on the cross, forgiveness received with his true body and blood. This is the strong word of God. This is the active word word of God. This is the creating and newly creating word of God. This is the life-giving and life-sustaining word of God. This is the performative word of God, which does what it says. This is the lasting, the enduring word of God. For this is the faithful confession of the church, the church always being reformed by the gospel. The word of the Lord remains forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.